0: Hello and welcome to Easy Operations episode 10 or the perfect 10 if you're an NXT watcher like myself. My name is Ron. I'm joined
1: by Mondo. Say hi, Mondo. Hi, Mondo. And he's on Smackdown now.
0: (laughs) Mondo got transferred to Smackdown and returning from vacation after a two-week vacation in the Bahamas. James, how are you, buddy? Welcome back. Thank you much. What's up? Well, how was your vacation?
2: Uh, It was good, man. I went on a little excursion uh, to Florida, did the whole Disney World, and uh, hit up a Disney cruise to the Bahamas. Cool,
0: man. Cool. What about Mondo? What have you been up to?
1: Uh, Just been streaming Injustice 2.
0: Okay. Well, we'll get into that in the game section. And as for me, I just uh, spent the Memorial Day weekend just barbecuing and having some beer. I spend way too much on craft beer, guys. It gets expensive, you know, like 10 bucks for one of these uh, tall boys there. It's great beer, but it adds up. Anyway. Why? Don't they all taste the same, anyways? No, sir. No, sir. No, they do fill, not. Fill in.
1: Fill in, not. <laughs> I don't know, and man. Each one has its own
0: flavor and ingredients and its own, you know, flavor to it. So, you, you mean it's just a different level of bitter? Bitterness? Not, <laughs> a deliciousness. It's a deliciousness index.
2: This is it the index of how much lack of flavor per beer no, it is? All in, all in the hops. It's all in the hops.
0: All right. Well, uh, we went to the movies this week, and uh, Mondo, you followed up on my recommendation, I would say, and you saw Alien Covenant, is that right?
1: Um, that is correct, and I do agree it was more of a uh, sci-fi than a uh, horror action flick. Um, they did a great job in explaining uh, the backstory to each of the characters from the first uh, movie, which is uh, Prometheus, Alien Covenant being the sequel to that movie, and it flowed really, really well. I went with our special guest from last week, Rooney, to the Burbank Theaters. Um, Unfortunately, he didn't get to see Prometheus. So uh, at the end of the movie, he started asking me questions. And towards the end, he just said, like, okay, so it it makes sense. You know, if you really need to watch Prometheus to understand what's going on in Alien Covenant.
2: So how far past uh, the first movie does this take place?
1: Ten years before the uh, Nostromo, uh, Nostromo incident.
2: My well, well, I mean, first, first movie, do you mean Prometheus? Oh, Correct, Prometheus, Prometheus,
0: my bad. Uh, I mean well, a few months, maybe a yeah. year at the most. Okay, mm-hmm. so
2: you, would you guys say this is more of a, uh, a companion piece to the first movie? Absolutely. Or? Oh, okay.
1: absolutely, man.
2: Yeah, yeah you they, really you a lot of first.
1: explanation of uh, the first movie. They tie it all into a nice little knot or a little ball, I should say. And uh, the explanation goes really, really deep.
2: Would you say that this le- this movie leaves off in a way where there could be more continuation of this timeline? Or does it lead directly into uh, Alien original?
1: Uh, most definitely, uh, we'll be seeing another. Um, Ridley Scott did say he wanted to make a trilogy uh, for the origins of where these uh, alien xenomorphs come from. And I wouldn't be surprised if uh, we see the third installment kind of hinting towards um, the very first Alien movie in some way.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I think he even said he has ideas for up to six movies total. So, I mean, this is weird how he's just... six? (laughs) Yeah, um, he's just full of ideas with Alien for some reason. I don't know why he kind of wants to revisit a franchise because he pretty much only did the first one, but... Uh, they're entertaining movies, so I still want to watch them. Next up is uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, and both of you saw this. I did not.
2: Uh, who wants to start us off on this? I had a good time with it. I would say it's the most popcorn-y of the, of the franchise. It's very, uh, I guess, action-oriented, uh, very fluff. Even the first action scene seems like it was straight out of Fast and the Furious. It's a weird comparison. But there's a, <laughs> yeah, a yeah. scene uh, in the beginning of the, this new movie where it's pretty much like a bigger-scale version of... Uh, let's say the Fast and Furious Five, the bank uh, vault chase, like the little pulling of the of the bank vault. Ooh. There's an action scene that's very similar to that, uh, just on a bigger scale, and I enjoyed it. I liked um, what's his name? Uh, the the um, the actor that plays Javier Bardem. I like Javier Bardem a lot. His character is interesting in this.
1: Spero. <laughs> yeah,
2: he, his CGI is pretty horrible. He, he has this weird hovering face along with like floating hair. Well, did you like this movie Mondo? Cuz this is getting mixed
0: reviews, I would say, probably more on the negative side.
1: Uh I will agree with James. It's kind of like an, ad, you know, summer movie. It's uh one of those um, you know, just go out and have some fun. Um I'm not too keen on the Pirates franchise, but this was really good. Uh, basically a good solid foundation if you're just uh uh, not knowing what's going on story-wise or character-wise. It, it does a good reintroduction of Jack Sparrow. And like James said, it's kind of like an origin story for him as well. What I did notice, though, the movie does kind of like uh, pause, slow down, and then they kind of focus on one character while everything's going around. Uh, outside the movie, uh, basically, they'll pan to the there's like a witch. So it like after all the commotion. Oh, wait, we got to stop the movie. We're going to focus on this character just for a little bit. And then we'll pick up the, you know, the zany uh, adventures of Captain Sparrow and his crew, which was, a, you know, uh, aside from the pacing, it was really great. I liked it. It was enjoyable.
2: The two new characters also, like the young boy, young girl, were also kind of paper thin in the sense of their uh, character development. But yeah, they're there just to... Progress the plot. And it's in these type of movies, you just go in. Uh, you kind of go in knowing what you're getting into with this type of movie. You're here to see just a Jack Sparrow show. And that's what it ended up being. Uh, when they focus more on Jack, I thought it was better because um, he was the most interesting. Even though his shtick of, you know, the kind of the drunk guy is yeah. kind of getting old. And that's what you kind of see from Johnny Depp in every movie nowadays. Um, yeah, pretty it's much. Still, it still held up. In for this particular franchise I, I like the scope of these movies because it's interesting whenever they go to the seas it's very fantasy which I really like about it and kind of like on the other one there was a the big cracking I like seeing that stuff or like the underwater stuff it's a uh, I like the world I just wish they made a more in-depth movie maybe do another one without any of these characters start a fresh um, new tale that'd be great i
0: mean without johnny depp i mean i was reading this one article that kind of <laughs> hypothesizes that it was pirates of the caribbean that kind of ruined johnny depp's career in a sense because that's he's become this cartoon character so to speak um, yeah, he pretty
2: much plays like the same kind of quirky
1: uh, dude and everything i, I would yeah. say that was way before pirates if you've actually seen his work like in the early 90s his quirky. i don't even started. remember what he did oh before Pirates, God, man, man. <laughs> oh dude it's just a, it was the same character when i saw pirates one i was like really he's doing the same thing okay (laughs) but he's getting paid you got to give it to him
0: (laughs) well i think i might pass on this uh i missed out on the last one um but for just to recap this is pirates of the caribbean dead man tell no tales i don't think we said the full title of it so uh yeah you know if you're looking for a good popcorn movie you might want to give this a a shot
1: sparrow Um,
0: Uh, as for myself, I was looking just for some movie at home to watch with my girlfriend. And I stumbled upon Pete's Dragon. This is the 2016 live-action remake. And uh, I won't take up a lot of time on this, but this was a generally a, a fun movie. If you have kids, I think they would enjoy this movie. Um, they really make the dragon look like... It's an interesting take on it because it has fur. It's like a cat-like creature. It has a green fur and, uh, you know, the original Peace Dragon was, I believe, the late 70s. And so I just don't remember enough about it. But from what I understand, it completely changes the storyline. And uh, it was just a fun movie that is available on Netflix now. And, uh, you know, if you're interested in watching kind of a, a fun Disney kid kids movie, check it out. And you
2: guys see this. I know, James, you're into Disney movies. Uh, I am but I did mi- pass on this one. This one didn't look good from the trailers and <laughs> <laughs> uh I, you know, I did hear it got decent reviews, but I just need to get in the mood to watch that. All right. Well, uh as for TV shows, James and I watched I mentioned
0: this last week, uh Master of None season 2. Did you How much of this did you watch, James? Uh we finished it. Okay, me too, so I can just kind of elaborate on it. What did you think?
2: I liked it. I liked it a lot. I actually preferred it over the first season. There are some episodes in this one, which I thought were genuinely uh, one of the best television written things out there. Uh, specifically the um, the episode before the last. Yeah. It's like an hour long episode. No wonder. I, I didn't know that was an hour. I was like, man, this is a long episode. Yeah, it was uh, the only episode... one that was a
0: little bit longer. Uh,
2: I see that episode and the, the New York episode where it shows different uh, lives of different people that, um, that kind of intersect with an episode you could tell that he's very influenced by a lot of uh cinema like the first episode is all black and white absolutely um, uh, particularly italian movies oh yeah particularly italian. the whole its whole focus was <laughs> on a uh, italian uh woman that he falls in love with which uh the the ending um a, a little controversial and i'm just looking forward to the next season to have it uh explained a little bit more
0: yeah i mean i really love this show I would say that I feel like season one had a little bit more better individual episodes that they kind of took more one-on-one takes of certain topics. Whereas this one told a more cohesive story about the whole season. Um, but occasionally it took a break to talk about dating or the one you referenced, which is this really good episode about just blue collar jobs and what people have to deal with in dealing with certain jobs and, it really is a great take on those. So I just, you know, I, I love this
2: uh, show. The one so. with uh, religion was really good too.
0: Yep, yep. Mondo, did you get a chance to check this out?
1: Uh, nope, unfortunately.
0: All right, well, no worries. I still recommend it. Um, all right, well, next up is uh, Dear White People. James, you saw this. This is uh, based on a movie that is now a Netflix series. Which one of them did you watch? I'm not quite
2: sure here. <laughs> uh, this is the series on Netflix. I've seen the movie. It's kind of old now. That's like... don't know four years old three years old now it's pretty much a similar take on that uh similar themes uh this one takes place um it's it's essentially a comedy where it follows different people in this ivy league it's and it shows kind of how there's a, a different social cultures in there um specifically how they treat each other among themselves the social classes how one perceives another when they try to implement their own cult, like someone else's culture on there. And each episode is a different person's point of perspective, and they are all a different character uh, within the same event, within the same school. So pretty, pretty much it centers around this um, event that's in the very first episode, which is about this um, frat party, which is primarily uh white-dominated students that do it that host a uh, blackface party so yeah. it's almost like a halloween party but these these guys you know they dress like uh in the black culture they paint their face and um it's how these other uh subculture within the school um see that react to it and then it goes from different point of perspectives uh within that that school it's only 10 episodes short it's like 30 minutes an episode uh easy breeze um do you have to watch them in
0: order yes okay well it
2: does sound like something i'd be interested in and i do like the the half
0: hour episodes it's nice to kind of breeze through those and watch like two or three at a time
2: mm-hmm
1: for sure cool netflix is that netflix? on netflix it is on netflix right. yep cool
0: all right well on to our tv and movie news uh apparently there's news that oh, okay. uh spider-man three editors cut is being released now this is the movie Ooh. starring toby mcguire that was directed by, uh, what's the director's
2: name? Sam Raimi.
0: Sam Raimi, yeah. This is the infamous one that had the dance scene, <laughs> which apparently uh, is still making the cut. That's how awesome yep. it was. <laughs> yep. um, so, this got taken down from Netflix. That's how they discovered it, is that... Uh, Amazon. I'm sorry, Amazon, thank you. Uh, that... And it outlined a couple of the changes to it. It doesn't seem like a lot is being changed. <laughs> nope. And there's just, this looks like a cash grab to me. Uh,
1: who's going to get this movie? No one. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's so funny. I don't know who asked for this.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is like... 100% a double dip or a triple dip or whatever. Basically, <laughs> all they're
1: doing is shortening up the movie. Um, they've uh, redid a few lines or like. Uh, they remove a couple of takes and added like a different uh i guess uh verbal audio there and that's it and the famous dance scene where he's you know strutting his stuff
2: still made the cut yeah <laughs> it's still yeah. there why <laughs> <laughs> you know what i you know uh, i'm gonna be honest spider-man to me spider-man 3 wasn't the worst thing i've ever seen uh, it had it had potential. That movie had a lot of potential because Spider Man Two was so good. Spider Man Three, I don't know. They just put too many uh, cooks in the in the kitchen or something. There's too many characters. Uh, that you know, not the dancing scene wasn't the only problem uh, for that movie. But you the
1: know, for theirs, just putting it together, uh, man. Yeah, yeah. Like
0: I, like I mean, it's no amazing Spider Man Two, right? It, it, there's, <laughs> there's, there's <laughs> That's the. That. I liked it. Which one would you say Batman is worse? Batman and Robin levels of oh, there, uh, terrible. Yeah. Which one is worse between those two? I know you're going to ask me that. <laughs> yeah, which,
2: which oh, one do you... Which one? I
0: got to go with which Batman you... and Robin. That's just the
2: no, all-time level. No, not Batman Robin. I meant uh, Amazing Spider-Man 2 and Spider-Man yeah. 3. I'd rather see Spider-Man 3. Me, I agree. I agree. Yeah. I think the same thing, too. Spider-Man 2. I, Sorry, guys. I, Spider-Man 3, <laughs> I, the main... I, I think if they eliminated the Venom subplot, or the whole symbiote, they didn't need the symbiote in general. Um, or kept the symbiote but did not have venom in it. Uh, that I think would we'll been fine. Just focus on uh, was it Sandman, right? Is that who the main yeah. villain was? It yeah, was uh, Sandman. And, uh, and, uh, didn't uh, Green oh the Goblin. Green
0: Goblin. That's right. Green now
2: that I think about it, Amazing Spider Man Two is almost the same freaking movie. Well, wait. <laughs> uh, kind of. <laughs> unnecessary. Green
0: Goblin.
2: Yeah, the unnecessary <laughs> um, Green Goblin. Like, they threw no, him okay. in at the last minute, too. Yep. Now that I think yep. about it. Wait, who was the main villain of Amazing Spider-Man 2? I can't even remember. Uh, shocker. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Shocker. He had the, he had the EDM... The dub track. Uh, whenever he's on screen, no, um, electro, bro,
0: electro. Oh. oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> nah, <same> <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> come on, guys. I just come on, to guys. Say <laughs> 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 but yes, it wasn't like. Thank you for the correction, though. <laughs> um. All right. Well, enough about that terrible movie. Uh, <laughs> no It was a recent trailer of a Batman and Harley Quinn animated movie, and. Guys, this had all the elements for me to like it. I saw this trailer, and it looked like the Batman the Animated Series style. It is the same um, artist, uh, Paul Dini. Is the, yep, it's the same artist. And the DC movies in general have been at a high quality. But one thing that was taking me out of it is, is the voice of Harley Quinn is different. And it really took me out of the experience. And may, perhaps that soured me on the rest of the trailer, but it looked kind of corny to me. I'm not 100% on it. And also, who was that Swamp Thing-looking character <laughs>
1: I who I who the hell that? Is that? that was yeah, who it was that? <laughs> it is that bopping. Bopping. I don't know, maybe. <laughs> uh, they, they say his name so quickly. I was like, wait, that's not Swamping.
2: <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> right. <laughs> but you don't you don't think that there could be a male poison ivy? That that's him right there, or whatever that is. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> green dude. And just yep. I didn't understand the connection. Why Batman or
0: hardy Quinn and and. Poison Ivy have always been, like, friends, and, and why was she kind of turned against her? So I don't understand what's going on here. Um, we'll see. We'll wait for the reviews, but I just was not wowed by the trailer.
2: Did you notice, the well, compared to the animated series, in it's a little bit overtly sexualized of Harley they made her? Yeah, like
0: in the
1: beginning.
2: <laughs> in the, in the beginning.
0: <laughs> beginning, but then they put her, because she had, like, a, for those who haven't seen it, she had, like, this kind of a low-cut skirt, and... There were some dudes that were going to grab her behind. and uh, But then in the rest of the trailer, she has a traditional pants outfit that she has for the animated series. So I'm not quite sure what's going on there. But it does seem to skew a little bit
1: older or more mature audience. You don't approve of yeah.
2: her voice, though? Does she sound no. too raspy? It's you just think there'll dumb.
1: be a lovemaking scene, though, with her and Batman? Just like uh, in the... Uh... Oh, the killing <laughs> joke? Yeah, I don't know if they'll do that, but who knows? Yeah. Yeah, so
0: they yeah. might be kind of a decline in quality here, but we'll see. I'll hope for the best here.
1: Yeah, and uh, you guys can catch that August 29th on Blu-ray.
0: That's right. So. Okay, well, that'll be it for our TV and movie section. Now let's talk about some games. Um, Injustice. Now, James, let's let's get his opinion on this. Now you've had a chance to play this. Uh, is it as good as Mondo says it is?
2: Yes, definitely. I agree with him and among, I guess, majority of critics reviews, I, I believe it's been getting uh, positive uh, reviews for this game. The this game is so good, I I don't know how to explain. It. Even though it's not in terms of the actual gameplay, it's not too different from the first game. But there's just so much. I don't know they. I don't know if they simplified things uh, or what. I think even for you, Ron, which I know you you claim that. It's hard to get into uh, new fighters. This one, I think, is even easier to get into than Mortal Kombat. Really? Um, I believe so. Because I don't know any of these characters. I, uh, you know, In the first Injustice, I thought it was kind of difficult to figure out who's was. A, a, a person. This one, uh, I don't know what they did. Uh, they may have made the comboing a little bit easier or what. But I felt you can just mash away and get good results. <laughs> That's Probably my thing. More and, accessible. Um, it's Very accessible and uh, very deep in the sense that now, uh, I think I'm I, I don't know if maybe just a, a little bit more depth in terms of this system now compared to the first time I played in Justice One in part two, they still have the clash system and uh using the bars. Um, so it, instead of it's very similar to the Street Fighter. Uh, series where the EX moves, they have one they just call a burn meter. Uh, but instead of being kind of like a faster version of the move, it's it it's like an add on to your combo. So, for example, if uh, Batman his regular move is to shoot you with the batarang and he drop kicks you, if you burn you burn a meter for it, he'll drop kick you and then throw like uh, a bomb on you at the same time. So it's like a little bit of modifiers. And then uh, I've you know I, I guess I figured out the clash system how it works more strategically now um normally i don't know if you remember the first game if you were to uh, as you're being comboed you can break out of any combo kind of like a combo breaker and killer instinct but with a um a clash which it pits you gamble how much meter you have against the other yeah. person's
0: meter i could never figure that out in the first game
2: right so I, I i maybe it's a little easier or maybe they taught it a little better in this game um whatever you select as long as it's better than the other persons it's gonna you're gonna get you're gonna win the clash and get the advantage of it so for example um, I have the four full meters and you have only one. You burn one of them, I do two. I only, I will get a health regen of the 15%. One, yeah, the one bar that I used on you. But if I used all four bars and then you used only one, I get three bars worth of life back. So 15, 30, 40%, I don't know, life back. So uh, it's, yeah. you, yeah, it's, it's, it's harder, it's easier to, uh, while you're playing it than it is to explain. But it's also cool strategically in a sense that, when you uh, see someone, the other opposing team uh, person has a max bar, you can uh, force them to drain one um, because, like, you know, they may have a super and you don't want them to use it on you. You can uh, force a clash on them and have them burn uh, at least one meter uh, if they want to win that clash. So that way they won't have a super on their next move. So there's a lot of cool um, strategic elements to it. And uh, I beat the story mode in one sitting. It was about like three four hours. Totally worth it. This, oh, that's this- good. Yeah, it's, it's pretty short. Um, it seems shorter than the Mortal Kombat story mode. Uh, I thought the Mortal Kombat one was pretty short too. Is that right? Okay. I think it might have been the uh, same. I don't know. Maybe because I was more into this particular story than the Mortal Kombat story. Things just yeah. seemed like it flew a little quicker. Uh, I'm more into the comic stuff than the Mortal Kombat stuff. Uh, the story in this is pretty cool. It <laughs> is better than a lot of the recent DC movies, uh, unsurprisingly. <laughs> um, it's, and it's... And it's I don't, remember, I don't know if you remember the original Injustice story, but it, it definitely seems uh, uh, a sequel to it in a sense that it's following up with the events of the first game. But it's more streamlined as well. Because you know how in the first game story, it kind of went between d- dimensions mm-hmm. and it got kind of different versions of different characters and all that stuff. This one's a little bit more straight uh, straightforward with Brainiac coming in. Um, Superman's still in detention from the first game uh, but the, the his group wants to free him so they can fight Brainiac Batman doesn't trust him there's all these cool little things that happen um, yeah it's, it's just more start, centered around their world
1: yeah and, it, and it's,
2: it's only one world yeah it doesn't involve like multiple verses this time so it's it's a lot straightforward and yeah we and recommended game, that people uh, read up on the first game or play through
0: the first storyline if you care about the story
2: they do a little quick recap though oh, they like do- they, 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 they you play a segment where it's in just this one time period. And that's all you really need to know about that part okay. uh, that leads into the second game. Um, but that's really cool. The story mode, there's uh, in this version, there's uh, multiple endings, which is kind of nice. Um, so it gives a little bit of replay value on there. I think there's a third one. It seems like if you do all the different um, fights, because you know how in Mortal Kombat, you, it, it transitions you between character to character. In this particular game, uh, there'll be segments where you control two characters at once. And it depends on who you choose changes up the cutscenes a little bit. It and does. It, it, yeah, it changes up the cutscenes and um if you whenever you finish the game, it shows you your completion. It'll say something 50 out of 71 fights and it'll show you the chapters and it'll show you the selection you made so you can replay those chapters with the other person. And I believe if you get all 70 fights in or the different combinations of uh the choices, it unlocks a third alternate ending. So I got to work on that still, Um, but I do believe one of them is for sure canon. I don't know about the other two.
1: Yeah, uh, what they're saying that one of them is canon. Um, I got the Batman, the happy ending, and then I saw recently the – I just finished that like a few days ago. A little bit
2: of a spoiler, Mondo. I don't know if you wanted to mention that. Don't uh, talk about it, Mondo. (laughs) (laughs) um,
1: I'll talk about it when I want to talk about
2: it. But the main legs of this game, uh, which is very is the most addicting, which I agree with Mondo. I, didn't, I was actually surprised how uh, addicting it was too. Is the multiverse? It's pretty much their loot, ver, um, their loot portion of the game. So your characters can uh, even through the story you unlock uh, gear for your character, and um, in the multiverse there's multiple events that are going on that are timed. So this event. Um, it's like it's going to expire in a day, so it'll tell you the rewards on there or what your likeliness of your drops. Uh, it's a little mix, mix of Overwatch and a little mix of, uh, I guess, Diablo or something. But for example, this particular week is only week you can get the Wonder Woman uh, movie costume with your gear set, which is level at 15, I believe. And Gotta they give you the week to do it. Um, the, there's diff- always different requirements per, uh, I guess, event. This one particularly says you have to start with a level one Wonder Woman. You can't have a pre-existing uh, leveled up. No, one you, only... you
1: actually can, actually. Oh, basically. you can? It's, okay. Uh, when it says level requirement one, that's the minimum requirement for that Oh, character. minimum. My apologies.
2: Yeah. Um, but yeah, you can uh, keep playing because it, it progressively gets harder depending on the whatever events that happen. They all have a little mini story alongside with it, which is kind of cool. And uh, it changes up the gameplay in uh, the actual fights because they'll throw in modif- kind of like modifiers to the game. Sometimes you'll be having a match where... You uh, can't block, or uh, um, this lightning thing would hit you randomly, or hearts, or poison. Uh, so it changes up the gameplay, and it always feels fresh and different all the time. And it feels kind of rewarding getting gear that you want. Question,
1: and... James Have you gotten the modifier where the screen is pretty much upside down? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I haven't gotten that yet. Yeah, but I, I my know. favorite modifier, some of them are positive modifiers. Like I like the one where you can. Uh, kind of be like bullet sponge like it won't disrupt your moves but doing another move you kind of just take it i forgot i don't even know what's called but yeah it's uh, like
1: an armor kind of thing yeah yeah like an armor thing. that one's fun
0: <laughs> um, so what's the competition like online are i was oh. reading something that people are using this deadshot character and he has guns so like he just keeps everybody away and it's completely so uh, how it is, easy,
1: is i guess
2: i haven't personally played online but i've, I've used deadshot a little bit um
1: and you're really good he's, with him.
2: <laughs> he's, he's, he's a very easy, accessible character. So pretty much, uh, I kind of compare him to an uh, Overwatch, this character named uh, Bastion. Uh, everyone thought he was OP at first too, because no uh, no one knows how to deal with him. Once people figure, figure out how to deal with uh, a specific character, that's when it's... It I think Deadshot won't feel as bad. But he is kind of a keep-away character with his weapons. If you don't know how to deal with that, then it can be frustrating. Um uh, but I can I can see where people are getting at, but I don't I honestly don't think that he's OP at all. You just need to know how to deal with him. Uh, very much like Overwatch, everyone was complaining about Bastion Everyone's was making these memes about Bastion. It's not that he was OP. He's very strong in a sen- uh, you know, because he could just camp there and sh- you know grind away your health. You just need to know the right combination to get rid of him. So you need like a Genji or um, anyone that can deflect his or I'm sorry, that guy that I forgot, do. the, the guy's die die die, dude. What's his name? Oh, I don't
1: know. Uh, yeah, I wanted to call him Venom or something, but it's not yeah, he looks like Venom. Yeah,
0: yeah Venom. Know, but not... I, w- I was thinking more like uh, Deadpool in Marvel vs. Capcom 3 because he tosses grenades. He has like some guns that are kind of melee moves. It's different moves.
2: because Marvel vs. Capcom is a lot of, everyone has a lot of mobility, so you can easily just. Jump off the screen. That's true. And yeah. uh, more combat. You can't. You don't have that much uh, height in your jumps, and you have to, you know, figure out your roles because uh, you can burn meters to go through rolls or to recover in the air. Um, it's a little bit different with uh, in in the Mortal Kombat Injustice game system. But he's it's he's manageable. Right character.
1: Yeah, it's just getting the right character, and of course, you you really can't blame the characters. Uh, I would say it's just uh, player-wise. If you can, like James said, if you can figure out how to close the gap between uh, point A to point B to get to uh, Deadshot, then you'll have a chance. Uh, I've only played against someone on a ranked match, and I got him down pretty good. It wasn't that bad. I was using Aquaman, and he has a uh, this special move where uh, one of these uh, squid or tentacles come up from the ground, and that can affect anywhere. So it's basically a close, mid, and long-range attack, and I was kind of spamming that for a while. And uh, when I mean spam, it's basically that's the one... <laughs> Uh, move i was using against Deadshot and it kind of worked you could also throw your uh your trident at him too but the thing was uh the animation for throwing the trident kind of took a little like half a second uh was a half second slower than Deadshot's, uh you know uh hand pistols or what have you on his wrists so he had the advantage there so it's just kind of understanding the characters and just trying to see hey how can i close the gap
2: yeah, and now uh, going back to the loot, it's the stuff you unlock are really cool. Not it's it's still random uh, generated some things, you just get common gear. It's very much uh, Diablo-esque in a, uh, where you get like I believe common, rare, I think they call it epic, which is the uh, leg- yeah, which is the gold pieces and they look really cool and they offer you kind of like Diablo-style customization where you can sell them, you can uh, tr- I guess you can kind of craft, it this transform where you can make it look like another um, item if you don't like the looks of one of them because I like this visor look that I have for Flash, but I have a higher level. yeah I have but I have a higher level um, other mask that is uh, better for me in the multiverse, but it doesn't look as cool. So you can spend a little bit to uh, or uh, to transform it or change the look of your character, the colors. It's very that that game that that mode, especially since they always have rotating events. Uh, I can definitely see you know me playing this for a very long time just to because like right now i, I just want to play this the stupid wonder woman event so i can get the <laughs> gear because we don't know when it's ever coming back um kind of like got it. <laughs> i know but i meant like before it expires because this says june 7th is the last day or whatever uh because yeah, I, I think it's gonna it's kind of like the overwatch system so where for example there's a halloween special costume if you don't get it in halloween you gotta wait till next year man um and, yeah, I, I highly recommend it, Ron. Even – I know you're the type to wait to all the characters. That's understandable uh, for the characters, but you're still going to have to play and grind for the loot. So Yeah, and like, it, I I'd
0: like it. the idea of those uh, those timed events as well. This seems kind of interesting, but – You do it
1: know, in Destiny. It, oh, and 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 up, oh yeah, I do.
2: <laughs> and and what's kind of, there's kind of a um, – I guess, quote unquote, raid style mode that guild bosses, I guess, oh, man, where, man. where everyone in your guild has to chip away at this uh, overarching main boss. And, you know, it's tough with the lesser amount of people you have. The more people you have, it looks like it's easier to uh, get rid of them. But yeah, it's it's interesting in that concept where they're putting a little bit of group play into it. All right. Well, I'll, we'll keep it in mind
0: um also on this list here we have uh, arms this is a game that is not yet out for nintendo switch but they had what they called a punch test which is their equivalent of a beta how was this james
2: you know what i was actually surprised i just uh, jumped on it because it was free um i didn't think much of the game when they initially showed it but it was actually fun i didn't play it with motion controllers. maybe it sucks with motion controls i played just with the regular um, buns and analogs, but it, it the games that it reminds me closest of is yeah, you guys ever remember Virtual On? Yes, yeah, old mech game. I um, like that game, yeah, it's very similar to that. I think, um, if you're into that kind of arcadey one, I, it's not one versus one only because you, you can fight multiple people, but you're these, um, I don't know what these guys are, they're like people with weird extendable arms, but you can modify each hand to have a different uh item. And when you when you punch something, it's it's whatever um equipment that you selected on there and then you it, it it's very long range where you when you shoot it it kind of extends off kind of like i don't know like doll seam um and you want to move around this arena and you're trying to knock them out the other player and it, it, it ended up being quite fun it was a little bit of strategy into it because you can um dash you can jump and you can like grab uh you know what I you know this surprised me it's not a game I would pay full price for but it seems just like a general arcade type fun and a, a, a fun game and the graphics are really good for this game 60 frames it looks very sharp I played it primarily in portable mode though I didn't play it on uh the screen and then you could play it split screen as well i think it's more of a fun party game than it is a uh um, a traditional i guess fighter you would say or a boxing game
0: yeah because that's the thing about virtual on is that it was fun in arcades but i i don't think it had a lot of depth for uh, the home console because eventually right. I, b- I believe it came to dreamcast so i wonder if it's the same situation for this
2: it's interesting i i am curious to see what other stuff they add to it i at the moment it doesn't seem to be enough content to warrant a 60 dollars price range okay. um we'll see
0: well let's see what the reviews say on that one then okay mm-hmm. um well i was inspired by watching alien covenant and i realized that on my hard drive i had sitting there uh, alien isolation this was a game that came out a few years ago and uh, it's a game that is a takes place immediately after the original alien film. I'm not talking about Prometheus here. I'm talking about the original alien film in which you play Ripley's daughter. Um, and this is a game that, it's not so much action. You're It's a more of a horror game and you're there to kind of hide and, and you're not there to take down the alien. You got to hide from it and avoid it at all costs. And, you know, I I really wanted to like this game, guys, but, you know, like the graphics are great, the story is interesting, um, the the setting. They have this kind of filter on the screen that makes it look like you're looking at old videotape. Um, but it's and I put this on the easy setting, which was not there originally when this game launched. It, and despite that, I found myself dying. It's very quick deaths. Like if you're spotted, you really can't survive a lot of hits. And it brings the pace of the game to such a slow pace that you have to, like, crawl everywhere, um, you know, find your way around, but hope you don't get spotted. If the, if the alien looks at you, you gotta hide. It was such a slow pace that, while I appreciate what they're doing, I honestly, maybe it's just the phase I'm going through, I don't have the patience for that. And uh, I don't think I'm gonna finish this game up. James, I think you got this game too,
2: right? But I don't think you finished it either, so I... Tell me if I'm wrong. I don't remember what happened. I think a lot of games came out at that time, and I bought it when it was on that sale. I think I got it at the same sale you did. Oh, you did?
0: Okay, so it wasn't a launch thing for you or uh, when it came out.
2: I think it was like I don't know, like twelve bucks or something yes. like that. Yes. Um, when it came out, I I gave it, I popped it in. I looked at the intro. I didn't get too fired. I was low, you know, it wasn't because of the gameplay, but I was just, I was kind of scared. <laughs> I can only play those games for a certain amount of time yeah. uh, before I had to quit because my stress level gets super high in those type of games. Um, but I didn't. I honestly didn't. I don't have too much of an impression because I didn't think I gave enough time to give my impressions as of yet. I just remember the world looked cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember what happened. I think I remember seeing some dummies or some androids, but other than that, i never saw the aliens. So that's why I may have not. Ever oh, okay. Yeah. In that game. Yeah. Um, I went about four missions in
0: and, uh, yeah, you do get to these androids that just, it's, they seem to spot you so easily. And once you're spotted, there's really not much you can do. And I felt like maybe I'm playing on easy. The, the spotting time would be a little more generous it really didn't seem to improve on that very much. It was just like, you're spotted, you're done, and it's just like, you have to hide the whole game. I don't know. So then, I, I kind of quit that mode, and because we got on the sale, and I paid extra, it was like a couple bucks at the time, for the all the downloadable content, and then I played the one piece of content that was reprising the original crew from the original Alien film, and you get to be Ripley in this one. Oh, nice. And, um... I got a little bit further in that one because there's not much going on in it. We just, you're basically going around corridors in the ship, trying to shut down the ventilation shafts so that you can corral the alien into a certain spot. And that's where I left off on the game. But again, it's like the thing spots you once you're done. So, you know, I really want to like this game. I don't know if I have the patience for it. Maybe I'll come back to it at a later time, but I'm going to put it on the shelf
2: for now i feel you maybe just watch like a youtube of the story because i hear it's really good yeah canon right
0: yeah it i don't know if it's canon but it's certainly a long game not anymore i guess you're right with uh, these new movies (laughs) coming out
2: (laughs) (laughs) i see so yeah uh
0: so that was basically it for me and uh james looks like you picked up a lot of games from the backwards compatible xbox 360 sale i saw that but i didn't really pick up anything tell us about what you got
2: yeah, I did not have a chance to pop in a lot of these games. I just bought them just to have them. But there's a lot of good sales on there. All these games I'm about to mention, they're under $3. I bought a lot, actually. So uh, let me go through them real quick. So I got uh, King of Fighters 2002. I got um, uh, Mark of the Wolves. Yes. Uh, yeah. uh, I got uh, this fighting game called Skullgirls. Uh, awesome. I pretty much got a lot of fighters. Um, I picked up Kanan Lynch number two because I never beat that. I beat part one. Uh, and maybe Mondo will co-op that with me. Uh, Dead Space 3, I never beat that on co-op as well. Oh, that was a great I one. Yeah, because I've only <laughs> been that uh, single player. Uh, I've, never, I've never played a co-op because I hear it's a different perspective of the other dude. Um, I don't know. I don't know if there's co-op in that game, but I hear it's really good. Uh, I picked up Puzzle Quest Galactics because I've only had one and two. Uh, I picked up uh, Bomberman Battlefest. This uh game called Torchlight, which is a Diablo style oh, game. What? Uh Banjo, Kazooie, the Nuts and When are you gonna play all these games? <laughs> uh, I'm gonna uh, eventually. I'll just have I just You'll have, dip your toes uh, into them. Hey, it was three bucks or less than three bucks. Because <laughs> a lot of them average between two fifty to three dollars. And then I couldn't pass up on some of these games like Dead Space. I'd love to have I would love to go back and revisit uh the co-op in that game. And uh I think I picked up also a launch 360 game perfect dark zero i never co-op that either so uh, i hear I, I remember it not being good but maybe in co-op it's you know just give me the chivos that's all i'm there for <laughs> uh so. torchlight
0: i did play quite a bit of i didn't finish it but uh it's a pretty sun pretty fun mash up game with uh diablo types you know 100 100 well be sure to give us a report on some of those when you get around to them for sure all right, well, let's talk about some game news. Uh, there was a Overwatch anniversary, was recently. What is it, one-year anniversary?
2: That's a one-year anniversary. Yeah.
0: And uh, so they did an update. Uh, I don't really play this game. James, can you tell us a little bit about this update?
2: I believe Mondo played a little bit more, but they modified a lot of the characters. They gave them new skills. Um, uh, they, I guess it's more mainly balancing issues. they hinting at a new incoming uh, character that's supposed to come next month. And uh, they added new maps and modes and a ton of loot. So, very much about 100 new items, uh, specifically a lot of skins. There's some that I really, really want, but it's going to be hard. For, I have to get lucky with the loot box in terms of that. Mondo got one on his... I saw his little picture of it for this character named Hanzo. Like It looks like a kind of a cybernetic uh, armor that he has on. But the one that I really want is for this ninja named Genji, where he looks like uh, they call it a super probably. sentai. Uh, where he looks like a Power Ranger. They made him look like a Power Ranger type character and that looks so cool to me. Um, So I'm just looking, you know, I'm looking forward to getting back into that and uh, grinding away for those loot boxes. But I really like the changes they did for the characters. Like Lucio is this character that's a healer class. Um, He, normally, uh, all you have to do with him is be, any character has to be around him for his healing or speed up effect to take effect. But you never knew how close you were, had to be with him. So they built a, Little ring area effect around Lucio, so you you, you know what area to be in him. Um, this character okay. named Symmetra, who was very not very offensive, gave uh, her kind of like this weird blast shield type thing. It's it's really cool what they've done to this game. They've it's uh, ever, ever evolving and it continues to be a very popular uh, game. Okay, well if you like Overwatch, uh, be sure to check out the
0: uh, anniversary update. Uh, next up is uh, Monster Hunter coming to Switch. On August 26. Now, this isn't a new game. This is basically they're bringing over the 3DS game onto the Nintendo Switch. I didn't play this game on 3DS, and I don't think I'm gonna play it on Switch. And let me add one more thing too. They also announced the special edition Nintendo Switch console, and boy, did they get lazy on this one because all it is is the gray Nintendo Switch. Not even the neon one with the fun colors. And they just put a little decal that said Monster Hunter on the front of it, dude. That's it, guys. I'm so, sold. I'm buying it. <laughs> you're sold. They won't pick up for you. <laughs> <laughs> so, look, if you're into Monster Hunter, August 26th,
2: who's getting it between you guys? I'm willing to give it a shot. They say it's a really good um, co-op game. So,
1: I wasn't a big fan of this on the 3DS because all you can do is uh, hack left to right or right to left and down up or overhead coming down so very limited on how you can attack these certain beasts but i will agree that this game does thrive on the multiplayer aspect because you need to get a bunch of other people on their 3ds if you have a wi-fi connection and taking down those monsters as a group always better than going at it alone because i just felt uh as a single player uh game it suffers a lot because there's nothing to do because you're just going from point a to point b and I believe on the 3DS, there's like a little uh, uh, a little radar and it notifies you when the monster is there. Um, and you have to get to that part of the map at a certain time or else, you know, quote unquote, the monster like wakes up or I don't know if it's sleeping or doing whatever, uh, but it can it, it starts roaming around.
0: <laughs> it does, but there's a high skill curve to it. You have to like learn certain crafting recipes and and all this that's kind of the thing and then all the weapons kind of move a little bit slow and you have to know mm-hmm. how to time the animation so that you could strike the the bosses and it's mm-hmm. a bit of a high learning curve there so um you know
1: not for it's everybody item. and i have a low learning curve so i put it down
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's why we're using the operations here <laughs> oh, well <yeah>. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right no, uh, no, it's fun <laughs> i would highly recommend like i said multiplayer <laughs> that's where the game's at
0: okay well Next up, this one, not too much of this. This is just an announcement that Red Dead Redemption was delayed to spring 2018. I'm fine with that. I'm going to be busy playing Destiny 2 and whatever else comes out this fall. So I'm not too beat up about it. And whatever it takes to make the game great, um, that's fine with me. I know I'm picking this game up when it comes out. How about you?
2: Uh, For sure. Kind of... I bet you all these other uh, game companies are sighing a relief. They're like, thank God that the Redemption's not coming out. They can get some sales in because yeah. these Rockstar games, uh, they they sell like monsters. They're all, they're like maybe maybe the only company above uh, Activision and the Call of Duty series that sells solely on one property. Um, a consistent rate. You know, every every month is like in the top ten sales. The Grand Theft Auto Five, which is like a four or five year old game, still yeah, ten, top, top ten every month.
0: it's insane. Yep. And yep. it's that online mode that keeps making the money. It's become right. its own kind of MMO or, or some right. type of a thing because just people are finding all these new ways to play it, and then they make money off of that. And I gotta believe that Red Dead is gonna have some type of that mode.
2: Oh, of course, of you course. Know? Yeah, they had multiplayer in the original one, uh, but not like in the scale of Grand Theft Auto. So yeah. I imagine yeah. they, what they're gonna get from the GTA model, they're gonna implement it in this new Western, which might be sound cool because it's Western. You know, it's not like in a modern time period uh and see how that goes and then you know it's kind of n- not surprising that the delay, because rockstar just releases whenever they want they, yeah. they, they don't even they're not a publisher that uh goes to like these e3 events makes they just announce things whenever um so just yeah wait for it to come out they always come out with quality and polished products yep all right and next up is saints row agents of mayhem
0: this is a follow-up to the series is scheduled to come out in august of this year uh i saw the trailer on this and they were really trying hard to pull at your 80s heartstrings here <laughs> with uh, a team theme music and Night rider theme music
1: yeah and, and i can describe
0: this game as a kind of cross between borderlands and uh, crackdown it kind of looked like to me um i'm gonna wait for the reviews on this because I, I would rather play crackdown myself and you know, what I liked about the original Saints Row was it still was, to an extent, a little bit grinded in reality to a certain oh, point. Oh, that's not the
2: last one. Because remember we played that yeah, come uh, which wasn't as good, though. That's true. That's true. And, and, and and it was still so funny, was
0: though. Like, yeah, there were some fun moments. And if they can capture some of those, i will probably pick it
1: up. Yeah. Yeah, Mon, are you going to pick this up? Oh, what? Nah. <laughs> um, that was the excitement I had when I was watching it. Yeah, okay. Like, then. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs>
0: Well, perhaps you might be more interested in Sonic Mania, Mondo. Sonic Mania. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so no, this is a no, no, can, can
0: you repeat no, that again? No, what was, yeah, exactly. Yeah. What was, what was the name of the Welcome game? Welcome to Sonic Mania. <laughs> uh, okay, look, you know this is this is the 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 routine of Sonic fans is that they get hyped up and it invariably lets them down, but. With that being said, I looked at the trailer and it looked as close as you can get to the Genesis games, even
2: more than Sonic Four did. Right, and I, it looks interesting. Yeah, I agree. And I know, right? It's like it took this many attempts at horrible <laughs> Sonic games to go back to that style. Yeah, I don't know, because everyone's been clamoring for that old style game, but they yeah. keep like doing stupid like three D versions and adaptations shadow all these weird things and this looks really cool and i think it's coming out at a cheap price of like think 15 or 20 dollars somewhere around there so
0: well i i don't know what the original price is because i'll tell you what i'm looking at guys i'm a sucker for like nice little statues and if you look at the collector's edition now on amazon right now it is at 64 bucks it has a sweet statue of Sonic standing on top of a Sega Genesis.
2: I just looked at it. Wow! Yeah, it, looks, and it has a Genesis box too. <laughs> it
0: has like oh yeah, and it comes in a Genesis looking box with the grid lines and everything. It's kind of a cool special edition. And look on Amazon, if you're part of the Prime, you get an additional discount on top of that, additional twenty percent. So you know it would be less than a full price game. I'm kind of curious. At the very
2: least, just to pick up the cool statue. That's pretty cool. I gotta. Wow. Right. In front of I'm seeing it too. It looks like you get the digital version along with it. So yeah, uh, that's man. That's pretty cool. If you get that? Please send us a picture of it, Michelle. <laughs> that, that looks awesome. Are you gonna keep it in the box if, if it was like that? If no, this, I like, would want to display the
0: the statue. It, okay. It's a tw- Look at this. It's a twelve inch statue, and mm. you can press a button and it'll make the Sega noise when you would fire up a Genesis game. That's be like, what statue?
1: Uh, I have my own uh, Sonic statue, Ron. It just happens to look very much alike.
0: What an amiibo? <laughs> yeah. What you got there? <laughs>
2: no, I'm well, saying, look, I matter. think we're more excited the about the uh, statue than we are about the yeah. game. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a sweet ass statue, and yeah, it's probably yeah. limited, so I, I don't know, man. You should definitely. Yeah, I, might, I might it,
0: jump on that because you can always bail out on the Amazon order if you change your mind. So I might, I might scoop that up. Right. All right. <laughs> yeah next up uh final fantasy it's it needs some help guys uh because <laughs> there was a report here that there's big changes that uh they decided to go against using external studio for help and uh you know this game i think they announced it in 2015 that they were gonna do a final fantasy 7 remake and no word yet on a release date but basically it's just struggling with with how they're gonna Remake this game into full modern graphics. Um, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I love Final Fantasy VII, but I feel like it was a product of its time where there was nothing else like it. The graphics at the time were amazing. But there are better Final Fantasy games. Let's face it. That's and, a fanboy uh, game. That's yeah, it game. was something oh, that hey, was hey, many I, people's first
1: I, I full-on
0: uh, RPG. And, uh, you know, let's face it. There are better games out there. And I don't know that I need this remake.
1: Yeah, I I mean, I I love Final Fantasy to an extent where, uh, yeah, you know, as a fanboy, it was one of the first RPGs that got me into the uh, genre. Um, But like you said, there are other better RPGs out there. I mean, it enthralled me into the world of RPGs. And one of the RPGs that introduced me, uh, funny enough, done by, you know, back then it was Squaresoft, now Square Enix, uh, was Xenogears. And I thought that was way better. It had, uh, you know, hard-hitting topics that I liked. And you are right, Ron. uh, It was a product of its time. Um, I hear with this new remake, uh, they're tweaking the story. So I'm kind of not looking forward to that because they want to tweak it to today's standards or today's, like, uh, not sure if they're going to go political with this or what, you know, what have you. Uh, But if they're going to tweak it to modern times, to what's going on around us now or in the past few years, um, I'm not looking forward to that. (laughs) I'm I'm really not. Yeah, so...
2: I heard it's also more of an action game than an RPG, anyways. This remake because it's not gonna be a full turn-based RPG anymore. Or I don't even know if it's gonna be an RPG. All I know yeah. that it looked like it was an action-based game. Kind like of. But you know what? Hearts. Then we
0: have Crisis Core for that because I actually true. enjoyed yeah. that quite a bit, and you know that was an action-based RPG there.
2: Right. I agree. That's true. That's true. All right. (laughs) Which made no
1: mention in the original Final Fantasy. This is just, to me, just
2: just... an extension of the milking of the series. This is the series that got milked the most. All right. And we got a
0: couple other items that we'll touch on quickly because we're running short on time here. So let me just jump on to the next one or the last item that we have here. This is the Xbox Live uh, Game Pass went up today for gold members and uh, June 1st for everyone else. Now... Let's say you're someone that you don't really buy a lot of games for your Xbox, and you just kind of want a way to have access to a lot of different games, kind of like a Netflix-style system. This would be a good thing for you, and you pay, I want to say, 10 bucks a month, and it's going to allow you to have a number of backwards-compatible games on Xbox 360 and some newer games on Xbox One. And so some of the uh, more notable games are like Resident Evil Zero, XCOM, the first one, Um, Mad Max. I didn't know Mad Max was on there. I'd be interested in that. Uh, Gears of War 1 through 3, Perfect Dark Zero. Um, This isn't for me, and I don't even think it's for you guys either, guys, uh, because it typically focuses on older games. And I know we'd like to kind of be up on a little bit more newer releases, but is any of you going to pick this up?
2: I'll give it a shot on that trial. There's a 14-day trial for everybody, um, for our gold members. But there's a pretty good list of games on there, even for uh, people like us that keep up to it. Just for older games that we might have passed up. But it's definitely a good value for anyone just gaming on a budget. They don't need to, like maybe for parents or whoever just yeah. want to get uh, like pay ten bucks a month to get all these games. And supposedly they rotate. Um, so you may get newer games on there, but some notable ones on there. I was actually surprised that made it, like you know, The Devil May Cry definitive editions on there. Uh, like you mentioned, Mad Max NBA 2K. Um, uh, what is this? The, Sunset Overdrive, X, I believe, is one of them. Sunset Overdrive. You know, if you if people don't have the new, you know, WW2Ks on there, and for the old ones, you have all the Bioshocks, which is pretty awesome. You know, that's a great collection right there. All the Banjo Kazooies, it looks like uh like you mentioned all the gears of war except the most recent four um but yeah it's a it's a good collection it, it's it's um it's a weird collection of games because they have uh fighters on there too which um it, they did a pretty good job in balancing the type of games so like i see a lot of like uh king of fighters on there soul caliber on there, Tekken's on there it's a great option for people on a budget and i'm it's worth giving it a shot just for the chivos.
0: Yeah, you know they had this when it was in beta form, but some of those better games weren't there. Like I definitely would have tried out Mad Max, Uh,
2: you know. But uh, well, if you're on the 14 day, you could you have 14 days to get to complete (laughs) it, get the the, uh, all the chivos. Sounds good to me.
0: All right, well that's gonna do it for us this week. Uh, Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, Please give us feedback if you can, and uh, send us that email at easy operations. I'm sorry. Yeah, easy operations QA at gmail.com or if not just pass the word to someone you think might be interested in our podcast uh, or give us any potential feedback on uh, the Apple iTunes store or on Google Play Store so uh, that's about it and uh, until next week have a great one guys easy guys